Welcome to Conservative Patriot Nation, new members and returning members. In a time of misinformation and disinformation, <clears throat> I put it upon myself and the CPN family to bring on Mary Crowley, and I would like to do this every Friday. <clears throat> and every Friday, it would be a different pastor just giving us the word of God. In a time when we have streamers um, guiding us the wrong way and people having their own nefarious objectives, it's important us to align back with God and ask God to bring us truthful messengers. And God is always throughout history in a time of misery, tyranny. He's always sent messengers to give to the people. So I would like to present to everyone Mary Crowley, and she's going to have the floor and give us those good words. Yeah, anyway, well, thanks. Uh, thanks, Rodney. Uh, it's good to be here. and. You know, it's a very significant time. I'm I'm really grateful that, you know, you've invited me to come on Conservative Patriot Nation. It's an honor to be here and an honor to be a, a fellow a soldier, S-O-U-L-D-I-E-R, soldier in the army of the Lord, that we are in uh, this, this fight together. But remember, the battle is not ours, but it's the Lord. So let me just open in prayer. And then, and then I'm just gonna share a short, um, 30 minute, you know, message, you know, uh, I'm actually at my daughter. She had oral surgery today and, and I've got a two-year-old grandson named Landon. And, um, you know, the Lord asked me as I was coming to the car, you know, because I was watching him, it was kind of sudden. She had asked me, uh, to do this just a few days ago after I'd already said, um, yes to Rodney. And, um, so I said, well, I'll be able to do this, whatever, I'll figure it out. And so I'm actually in my car doing this program but as i was walking to the car the lord said to me it's really symbolic she had um a, a root a, a a molar that had to be extracted and then when they went in there there was a nerve that was they couldn't get everything out so it was like the lord said this is about things that are really touching on nerves right now to our nation and the history of our country and I really believe that we're going to see the greatest move of God that the world has ever seen. So, uh, and, and God wants us not to worry or not to fear, but this is the hour, this is the year that the Lord said that we're going to rise up and we're going to cheer when we see what God is going to do uh, for this time in history. So Lord, I thank you right now for um, this group and for, you know, just being a part, Lord, of your nation lord and on conservative patriot nation lord we come together as a family as a nation as a group that we collectively say that we're one heart one mind one body in jesus name we pray amen well anyway today being um you know september 3rd uh you know this monday is labor day but for those of you who don't know um monday the evening of sundown also begins the Jewish feast of Rosh Hashanah, which means the head of the year. And in the head of the year, that's, um, you know, there's seven feasts in uh, the Jewish, you know, faith, the feast of the Lord. And uh, the Jewish feast, Rosh Hashanah, starts on the sundown of the sixth and it goes to the sundown of the eighth. But it begins the 10 days of awe, which is actually a time of repentance and introspection. Uh, to look and examine your heart 
because on the 10th day after that is Rosh Hashanah, or Yom Kippur, which is the day of atonement. And that's for the Jewish religion is uh, the holiest day of the year. But, you know, uh, the thing is, Jesus, all the Jewish feasts in the Bible, Jesus fulfilled. Even at the Passover, they call it the Pesach. Jesus was the sacrificial lamb that took away the sins of the world. And uh, when he died on Calvary and he said, it is finished, it was on, you know, the feast of the Passover. Uh, and, and, you know, this was so interesting, guys, because when I first went to Israel, uh, actually in uh, 2005, I flew in on El Al Airlines, which is a, a Jewish airline, airline. And, uh, you know, all I can tell you is I was meeting uh, another journalist who I'd never met there before, like in two days, but I had a Messianic Jewish believer picking me up. And Messianic means that's a, a Jewish uh, person who has come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah. And because a lot of the Jews don't believe that they're still waiting for the Messiah to come. But and so when I came when I came in, um, when I flew in uh, to, to Israel and, you know, David picked me up, brought me to this apartment where a lot of, you know, Jews who have never been to Israel before, they call it making Aliyah, Aliyah, uh, that I actually, you know, he dropped me off at this, this apartment and that she had uh, Kathleen, the journalist I was meeting, a few days had already, uh, you know, contracted for us to stay there. When I got in, I lit this little menorah and I lifted my hands and I could feel, I could just feel it even as I'm talking about it now. I could feel the shalom of God just come in the car. And right now, when I'm speaking over all of you, because I'm actually almost coming into tears right now, just feeling this, I just feel like, like whenever I feel God, I cry. I feel like the Holy Spirit that is coming upon us. It is, is ascending upon us in this powerful time in history. And at this time that, that, that we're coming into on 9-6, and also as we come up to this t season of the 20-year anniversary of 9-11, that between 9-6 and 9-16, um, Interestingly enough, is Yom Kippur on 916, but I just heard somebody talking on the call that all these vaccination dates, uh, they want to have everyone vaccinated or whatever, certain deadlines by the 17th. I don't think that's by chance that they're doing it. That's actually almost on the day of Yom Kippur, you know, uh, the day of atonement the next day. So what God is saying to all of us right now that this is a time of introspection that we really need to come on. In fact, I'm going to go to that verse where in Le Leviticus, it says in Levit Leviticus 23, verse 23 to 25, they call it actually the Feast of Trumpets, the Festival of Trumpets. And the Lord said to Moses, say to the Israelites on the first day of the seventh day, you are to have a day of Shabbat rest, a sacred assembly commemorated with trumpet blast. Um, do no regular work, but present a food offering to the Lord. So really, Yom Kippur started with a blast of the trumpets. And so what, what I believe this is all significant, that we are going to see God bring forth the blast of his trumpets. And no matter how dark it looks like, my friends, on this call, because, you know, I live in California. You know, I live up in Los Angeles. And, you know, we're getting ready to recall our governor 
and Larry Elder is uh, is is the one of the primary um, candidates that is running who I'm going to vote for. But we're in a season right now that that we're not going to bow to these idols. We're we're not going to to back down from what God has called us to do, and we're not going to give in to their mandates. And because this is not not only is it not constitutional, but um, it's not from God. And even with the masking and the six feet apart, the social distancing and the hand washing, it's all a ritual. It's all demonic, satanic ritual. And so. Um, and saying all that, that this is a time, as I was saying at the beginning of Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets, of introspection for the 10 days until Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement, where in the Old Testament, the high priest would go into the Holy of Holies and he would make sacrifice, you know, in the most holy place, and then would, would uh, lay the sins of all the people on this, on this goat, and then, then would have it go into the wilderness. But Jesus became, you know, uh, the high priest for us so that he makes forever makes intercession. So I'm going to share a few stories because I'm like a storyteller. To me, the best speakers are the ones who share stories. Jesus um, told parables and it gives people word pictures to to kind of wrap their mind around. But it was in 1996 and I was down in San Diego speaking at a woman's event. And they had a couple other speakers on before me. I was the main headliner speaker. And I'm sitting there just kind of waiting and listening to a lady talking about young people and how they had just done a youth event. And the Holy Spirit who talks to you through, you know, he, he talks to you through your thought processes. And it's a still small voice. You know, oftentimes, you know, the enemy is, see, there's three voices you're going to hear. And this, some of this might be very simplistic to people. Other people might not know this. So I'm trying to just kind of make it, you know, for everyone that they can understand. But um, you're going to hear your own voice. You're going to hear the voice of God, which is a still small voice. And God's voice is tech, usually the, the smallest and stillest. That's why you have to be still, he said, and know that I'm God. Or there's the voice of the enemy, Satan, or the demonic realm that will come at you too. So there's three voices. And so, um, you know, but this voice that day I heard, I knew was God. And he said, I want you to start reaching out to the youth again. And I used to minister to the youth, you know, before I got married. And, and, um, and then I got married really young and had three kids right away, 18 months apart. And so I, in my early twenties, I was raising kids and, and, you know, doing all that. So, um, so when God told me to start reaching out to the youth, when I hear his voice, you guys, what I do is I immediately take action. And so I, I, the same woman that was speaking that day, um, about the youth, I got about six women together, um, at a restaurant. And we all talked about what the best thing to do for us to reach out to young people. And this woman named Jean said, well, the best way is, is music. And so we decided, okay, if this is God, we're just going to start to pray. So as we got at a, one of the ladies' houses um, named Dorothy Johnson, we started praying at her house. And the minute we started to pray, God told us to move and start looking for venues. So to make a long story short, because this would take me a half an hour, it's actually in my book. I have a book that's on Amazon that if you want to know a lot of stories, you can go on my on my uh, on Amazon. It's, it's called When God Speaks, 
uh, a woman's journey of faith, or it's even on my website, MaryCrowley.com. But um, bottom line is there's like a 250 page book with stories of my history of what God has told me to do. Uh, and, and I was listening. That's why it says when God speaks, a woman's journey of faith. So when God speaks, we need to listen and obey him and move into the direct direction he's told us to. So anyway, um, we didn't know what we were going to call the event. We, we knew that we, we found the venue, which is a place called Melody Land across from Disneyland. And it was a 3000 seat venue with a circle in the round. There was a, uh, there was a stage in the middle in a circle and, and there were seats all around it. And so, um, I'm driving home one day from the gym and I heard God speak to me and say, there's a greater wave of God or a move of God coming than the Jesus movement. Now, just a side note, I did not know what the Jesus movement was. And God said to me, I want you to call it youth wave. And the slogan is be a part of the new wave. And, um, I would, and then the Lord said, you and your daughter are going to be right in the middle of that. So I was like, like, wow, I got the name. I called that Dorothy Johnson and I called her. I said, God gave me the name. So all I can tell you, there was a lot of challenges. Um, the venue we initially had set up, Melody Land, the pastor of the church heard um, I had, we had dropped off some posters there and we had some rock bands, but they were Christian rock bands. And I did not realize and understand his ideology was that he didn't want, he didn't like rock music of any sort, even if it was Christian. So they canceled the concert and um, we had all of the intercessors praying, you know, for three days, kind of like what Esther did. And, and after three days, uh, after three different people tried to reach out with Pastor Wilkerson, uh, including myself, two other well-known preachers that knew him very well, he didn't respond back to any of us. God told me to move it. And so I'm telling you, you guys, God will speak to you about doing things for God. And if you don't listen, it's not like you're going to lose out on things, but he'll move to find other people that will do it if, if it's not within a certain period of time. So when God speaks, you just have to really be obedient. Test it because sometimes you might not know it's him, but just know that um, God is moving very quickly. And so um, long story short, we ended up finding a place called uh, Vineyard. It was a beautiful uh, church in Yorba Linda. It held 5,000 people. And it was a state-of-the-art facility and we moved it and i promoted that concert i mean it was an unbelievable lineup that we had and the day of the event dorothy came up to me she said mary we have to have 500 kids here just to break even because i think you know we had a lot of expenses we had to pay these bands you know they we had a green room we had to give them food we had this that we had a lot of stuff so um we i think we charged seven dollars or something like that to get in five dollars group rates so uh, all I can tell you, the day of the event, there was 5,000 kids that showed up and um, 5,000 kids that showed up. And um, it just so happened that day, you guys, was Rosh Hashanah. And my girlfriend looked at me and she said, do you realize today's Rosh Hashanah? And I said, no, what's Rosh Hashanah? And now since then, I knew that God selected that day Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, the beginning of the year to launch that event that he had me do called Youth Wave. And since that time, I did about 12 concerts. 
Um, I've had, you know, concerts at, you know, San Diego State Open Air Theater with Skillet and, and POD and all these different bands. I had one at Oceanside Amphitheater. I had one at Jackie Robbins Stadium in Compton. I went at Calvary Chapel. I had one at even at Camp Pendleton called the Salute to Heroes before they went off to, uh, to Iraq and the war started. But the, the last one I had was in 2007 at the Orange County Fairgrounds um, in, in warehouse number 14. And I have not done one since then because God hasn't told me to do one. But let me tell you this, I am now working on a major motion picture. Some of you guys have heard about it and I won't get off into that today, but it's called The Prodigal, uh, the Lonnie Frisbee story. And Lonnie Frisbee was a 17 year old hippie in 1967 on a mountain outside of Palm Springs who dropped LSD and he cried out, God, if you're real, reveal yourself to me. And he had a vision of the Pacific Ocean being filled with people in darkness. And Jesus appeared to him and said, I'm putting a light on you to reach lost people. God is getting ready to put a light on you guys, on me, on, on the, the patriots, on the ones who are not going to back up and not back down, but that will stand up and speak the truth. I know I'm, I'm a podcast, I have a podcast too, but I also watch a lot of other channels that I trust and believe in. And I'm starting to see these mama bears and coming up to these school board meetings and they're not backing down. You know, they're standing up for their children. They're standing up for justice and truth. Just as many of you are standing up. Don't be afraid of speaking forth the truth at this time because God is going to speak up and, how, and he's going to show up um, in, in our lives as long as we do what he tells us to do. So let me just tell you this. Last year, May 2nd, 2020, you know, it was right after we were the first state that shut down in California. I've had a Hollywood prayer meeting since like for five years, right on Sunset Strip between the Whiskey and the Roxy, two famous nightclubs that many bands got their start in, including like Jim Morrison, The Doors. Elton John right up the street at the Troubadour, a number of places. And God had me, there's a group of people called Radiance House of Prayer. And God told me to, to have a prayer meeting and do a, a Facebook Live every Wednesday there. I didn't really want to do it, to be honest with you. I'm just being real with you guys. Because somebody actually came to me, they said, Mary, I really think we're supposed to pray there every Wednesday night. And there's a church there on Sundays and Wednesday nights. So I went up to Jonathan, who's the actual, you know, founder of the church there. And I said, Jonathan, um, one of the people that, uh, that has asked me to have a prayer meeting there repeatedly, I'm just throwing that at you if, if you, you know, because it's a house of prayer. So he said, well, we have church there. But about two months later, he came to me and he said, Mary, we're going to move our, our Wednesday night church to home group so you can have you know, the building that night. So we, for four years, we were doing the prayer meeting there. And we, as we were in prayer and worship and the Holy Spirit would come upon us. And sometimes the Lord would have me prophesy under the anointing. If some of you guys don't know what prophecy is, is where it's in first Corinthians chapter 12. It's one of the nine gifts of the spirit. And it's a prophetic word, you know, to people sometimes, but this prophetic word, God would give me to the region. And, you know, you have to test prophecy. Um, it's important that, you know, because there's a lot of false people out there maybe giving words that maybe aren't directly from the Lord. And remember, it comes through your screen. It comes through your brain and everything. So 
you know, um, it's being interpreted through your, your mind. So it's why I say you have to test stuff like this. But um, all I know, I've been prophesying for a long time since I first became a Christian. That story is in my book too. So <laughs> that's all these stuff. I'm not trying to push my book. I'm just trying to, to tell you that, that it has all these stories in there about how God trained me. But um, all I can tell you is that four years that we were in West Hollywood praying, um, and we'd have 50 people showing up sometimes. Sometimes we'd have five. Usually we'd have 20, 25, and then we'd Facebook Live it from people all over the country, you know, hearing what we were doing, you know, from Hollywood right there and boots on the ground in Sunset Strip in West Hollywood. Well, we started seeing stuff happen, guys, like the Epstein thing. We started seeing Weinstein get exposed. We started seeing things happen in the spirit realm because it wasn't just us. There's other people praying and there's other groups in Hollywood praying. But, you know, in the word of God, it said the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much. And so we're in these times that it, it's we've never walked down this road before. I wasn't planning on talking about it, but I'm hearing Holy Spirit, remember Elijah. He was told by God to go and there was the prophets of Baal. You know, there was, they were literally sacrificing children on the altar to Baal. And, and they have these Asherah poles that these women would dance around. You know, Asherah was the wife of Baal uh, in, in my studies of it. And look at the stripper poles, you know, that they have on stages. These strippers will dance around the poles, you know, to seduce men. It's no different back then. They have these altars of Baal that they would sacrifice their children in the fire to Moloch and to Baal. And so right now, I mean, what we see happening in particular to these global elites, I'm working on a film called Freedom Cry, sex trafficking in America that we're going to premiere in Dallas, Texas at the Anatole Hotel um, on November 6th. Um, and so you guys are invited. I mean, it is going to be a premiere. Um, uh, I'll tell you about that later. But but bottom line is God is exposing, you know, what the enemy has done in darkness. And when God told Elijah to go up there and, and, and he basically said, you're going to confront the prophets of Baal. And uh, Elijah was a prophet and he was obedient. So he did it. I'm not going to go into detail about it because I wasn't really planning on talking about Elijah, but Holy Spirit instructed me to briefly bring it up. So when he went up there, um, there was 250 prophets of Baal. And so, you know, they had the sacrifice and he goes, okay, you go first to them. He said, you know, you, you know, let's see if your God answers you. So they cried out to, you know, there was, they were all doing the stuff. You know, they were crying out, you know, to their God of Baal and, and they started even cutting themselves and like screaming and all this other demonstrative stuff that wasn't working. And finally, it was like Elijah was funny. He goes, well, I guess maybe your God is sleeping or maybe it's even in the Bible. He goes, maybe he's going to the bathroom. I mean, maybe he's just not there. And so finally he goes, okay, enough is enough. It was probably hours. He said, okay, it's my turn. And so what he did is he drenched. He drenched the altar, you know, with, with water. He goes, okay, I'm going to show you that my God's greater than your God. He drenched the, the sacrifice with water. And then he called down. He called up to God. 
And, and I'm telling you, God answered with fire. And, and all the prophets of Baal were killed because the fire came down and destroyed them all. And God was the, the Lord God of Elijah. He showed up and showed off. But let me tell you, it was after that that he came down off that, you know, Mount Carmel. And he was depressed. Some of you on this call today, I feel God's heart for you right now. Some of you are depressed and you're thinking, well, wh why isn't Trump back or what would happen or what, why does it seem like it's getting worse and it doesn't seem like anything's happening. And, and so what I would say to you, Elijah was in the same place and the word of God has said Elijah was a man of like passions like you and me. I mean, meaning he was just a simple guy. He was just like you and me. But the thing that was different is he, he was called as a prophet and he, he obeyed God when God spoke to him. And so he was really depressed. He wanted to kill himself because, you know, Jezebel heard about what happened to all these prophets of Baal and her husband, Ahab. You know, she said, go find that man, kill him. So here this guy, Elijah, this prophet who wasn't afraid of these prophets of Baal and confronting them. But yet one woman named Jezebel, he was afraid of and wanted to just die and kill himself. And so if you're in that place today in that space, where you're really, you know, I have friends that live in New York, including Marshall, including my friend Judy Malka, who is a, you know, she was a, an actress and she's a singer. I mean, she, she's supposed to be vaccinated. She can't go back to the Metropolitan Opera. And she's really depressed because she's an actress. She, that's, that's her livelihood. But you know what? We just have to, to know that God is going to turn everything around and we have to stand our ground. And, um, you know, like, like what happened with Elijah, he was sitting there when God sent an angel and fed him. And then he went into this cave. I mean, he literally went into this place where a place that I don't believe God called him into the cave and, and God came to him. And so God's saying to some of you that are in a cave that are trying to isolate and you're depressed that, like it said that there was the, 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 the earthquake and the fire and the wind and all this stuff came, but it wasn't until Elijah wrapped himself up in the mantle of the Lord that he heard God's still small voice. And that's what God is wanting. This is what you can see the Lord's weaving this story because I had a little bit, I was with Landon trying to get ready with him, but I wasn't able to really prepare, but God prepared the call. It's that still small voice that God said to, to Elijah, what are you doing here? <laughs> what are you doing here, Elijah? You're not supposed to be here. You know, you, I didn't call you to go into some cave. And he said, go and anoint Jehu and go and anoint Elisha. And he said, you know, and, and Elijah did that. And it was Jehu who had the anointing. He was a king. They had the authority to take Jezebel down. And Jehu went, ended up walking in there and Jezebel was up in the window with her two eunuchs next to her and batting her eyes at Jehu and trying to seduce him and then then all, all it took was for for jehu to said throw her down who's with with who's with me and, and all these these two guys looked at her like i'm not they threw her down because they listened to the authority of a king jehu so what i'm saying to all you guys on the call all it's going to take is boom god's going to do it and it's good but god's setting the stage for the greatest show on earth and so as we're wrapping up uh, the, the call, um, the Lord wants me to say this other thing, even if I'm going on a, a few minutes longer, um, uh, 
All I can tell you is I was going to tell you May 2nd, 2020, when after this whole pandemic thing started, when my prayer meeting was shut down, I would have still gone there, but the people that owned the building didn't want people in there. So we started doing these Wednesday night Zoom meetings. And now they've grown to have like 150 people on the call from coast to coast. People are on from seven to 10 Pacific time, but people jump on and they're sharing their stories and their testimonies. <laughs> but in saying that on May 2nd, I woke up and I heard God speak to me. And he said to me, we won't shut up until you open up, open the heavens. And he told me to do seven baptisms along the Western seaboard, <clears throat> starting at Pirate's Cove on Pentecost, which was Shavuot. It was another Jewish feast. And so I'm telling you, these Jewish feasts are very <coughs> significant. Sorry, my throat. I can tell, um, you know, enemies trying to mess with my throat, but we bind you, Satan. You have no authority over my throat. We did the first baptism of the seven at Pirate's Cove, and it's exactly where Lonnie Frisbee, that hippie preacher that got called in that mountain, and Chuck Smith, after Lonnie and God connected their paths, and this little hippie preacher and this conservative pastor, within a few months, that little church that Chuck Smith was thinking of closing, God brought that hippie to his church, it exploded into a movement where Time Magazine heard about it and called it the Jesus Movement. And, and literally millions of kids around the world were touched by that movement. So <clears throat> when God said to me, Mary, there's a greater move of God coming in the Jesus movement. Let me tell you, I'm meeting with a producer next week in Hollywood. I've been working on this movie 12 years, four writers. Let me tell you guys, we are too legit to quit. And we're not going to shut up until the heavens open up because this is a spiritual battle. And we're not backing down. We are not going to back up, but we're going to stand up and we're going to speak up and we're going to grow up and God's going to show up. And so as I'm rounding the third base into home, um, I'd stay on longer. It's just I told my daughter I'd be back to help her. Um, and then I'll be on more time. So, but, but let me tell you the same thing with Daniel. In, 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 uh, when, when all the Israelites were taken into captivity, into Babylon, because you have to understand, they didn't obey what God had told them to do. And so Jeremiah prophesied, you know, to the Israelites that they were going to be taken into captivity for 70 years. And that's exactly what happened. They were taken into captivity in Babylon. And so when they were in Babylon, Daniel, you know, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel would pray. And, you know, this Nebuchadnezzar dude, I mean, he built this idol and he said, you got to, God's got to bow down five times every day do this thing. Every time you hear this music, you got to bow down to this idol. Probably was an idol of him. You know, I, I, but all I can tell you this, this is what God is telling me to tell you guys. There was the four, the three of them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, young men that did not bow. And, and so this is what I'm going to talk about right now. It's Daniel chapter three, verse 16. Um, we're going to go there right now. Daniel chapter three, verse 16. Um, okay. Well, actually, I'm going to go to, um, actually, let's go to verse uh, eight. We're going to go up further. It says, Daniel's friends disobey the king. It's therefore, therefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and accused the Jews. They spake and said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. 
you, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn and the flute and the harp and the lyre and the psaltery um, or symphony with all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the gold image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or serve the gold image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, and the psaltery, and symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made good, but if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who and who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? See, that was like a threat. This is what we're at right now. It's like, you know, these different people like Newsom and Cuomo and all these different, you know, bureaucrats that have become like these tyrants. You know, it's saying, unless you bow, unless you get the vaccine, unless you do put the mask on, unless you do this, you you know, that this is what's going to happen to you. But what they said, this is what they answered. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, who we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor shall we worship the gold image which you have set up. And so now it's like these guys were full of power and they didn't care. They, they, they didn't care if they died. All they knew is that they weren't going to bow. So what God is saying to all of you on this call today and to me too, that we are not going to bow to these idols that we're not going to bow down. And no matter what happens, I don't care. I'm in this to win it. To win it. But if, if I perish, I perish. I'm on the front lines now with this, with, with this sex trafficking thing. And, and it doesn't matter to me what happens to me. Because you know what? I know if something happens to me, I'll go to heaven. And I'll be in the cloud of witnesses I'll be doing on the other side. But God is set before us that we are going to see the greatest move of God the world has ever seen. He's not going to let America go down. But what's happening, you guys, is that we're in the midst of the separating between the sheep and the goats, the wheat and the tares. He's looking to see who's willing to go all the way. Because see, there's a lot of people like Jesus, when, when he did all the miracles, there was thousands, the throngs that said followed him. And he healed all of them. But then it came to the point where he said to them, well, you need to eat my body and drink my blood or you, you won't have any part of me. And they went like, wow, this guy's like a cannibal. What's the deal? And they all like left, except the disciples. And you can understandable, I mean, but they, they thought, man, what is this dude talking about? Instead of hanging around to see maybe more of an explanation, they all left. So Jesus was just there with his inner core. And then he looked at him and he said, are you going to leave too? And then Peter said, no, you have the keys of the kingdom. So right now, you guys, there's a separation. 
it might look bleak and dark and it might seem like we're not winning, <clears throat> but God is in heaven. And do you think God is worried about Biden or even about the Rothschilds, Illuminati or any of these people? He's not. He laughs at them because he knows that all he's got to do is say, Moses, raise your staff. And all of a sudden the Red Seas are going to part. And as the children of Israel walked over to the other side, and then when the Egyptian army followed him, all of a sudden the Lord said, okay, let the seas go back. And they were all destroyed. We're going to see a great move of God's spirit. And so going back to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, in closing, verse 19, then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury and and the expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than usually heated. See, right now it seems like the heat's being turned up seven times, you know, hotter than before. But it's not, it doesn't matter. It's going to be a bigger miracle. In verse 20, and he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to find Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were found in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and um, hold on a minute, turning the and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and threw them into the fiery. So the guys that were around them, you know, because the king had them turn up this furnace seven times hotter, the guys that threw them in the fire were all killed. And so they were thrown in, the three guys, and all of a sudden, it said the three men, they fell found into the midst of the fiery burning furnace. Then it said, then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste, and he spoke, saying to his counselors, did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, true, O king. And he said, look. He answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the most high God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from the midst of the fire. And, and they, they saw these men on whose bodies the fire had no power. The hair of their head was not singed nor were their garments affected and the smell of the fire was not on them. And so what's gonna, what God is saying to you, no matter what you're going through, you are in the fire right now. I feel God's heart right now. God is saying to you and me on this call right now, and this is a prophetic word from the voice of God. He says, oh my people, though you feel like you are in the midst of this burning fiery furnace, the Lord said, though it seems like it's turned up seven times hotter, the Lord said, I want you to know that my son is in the midst of that furnace with you. And the only thing that burned off of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was the ropes that bound them. And as they came out, says God, not only did the king end up accepting God in turning the whole country around, but the Lord said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were honored and put in a place high in authority above Babylon. So I want you to know, says God, do not bow to the idols. Do not bow to the images. Do not bow, says the Lord, even if one of your work workers tells you to get it. For the Lord thy God is in the midst of thee, and I am mighty.
And I now am putting, the Lord said, the fire of God on your head, that on the day of Pentecost, when Jesus had told his disciples to wait in the upper room until they were endued with power from on high, that was 50 days after the Passover or after the crucifixion, 50 days was actually the day that Pentecost was the day Moses was given, was given the Torah. That's the day that I had my Holy Spirit come and ascend upon my disciples and they were filled with power. So God said tonight on this call, I want you to know I am filling you with my power, but you need to ask me. Some of you on this call do not know me personally. And all you need to do in that case, it says in Romans 10, chapter, number, chapter 10, verse 9, if you will confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and raised from the dead, you will be saved. And what you'll be saved from is hell, which literally I never made hell for people. I made hell for Satan and his angels who used to be Lucifer in heaven, who many of these Illuminati elitists are Luciferians. The Lord said, praying to Lucifer, thinking Lucifer is going to change them and, and make the world into this place where they will rule. But God said they will not win because when Jesus died, he said, it is finished. So on this call at the end right now, I want you to know that as you're coming up into the Jewish New Year, Rosh Hashanah, it is the day, God says the Lord, the beginning of the year. It is the 10 days of awe where you need to look introspectively at your heart. And God said, I'm going to show you and bring the Holy Spirit to you that the flames of fire and power will come upon your head and you will see the greatest move of God come upon the earth for the great end time harvest of the souls of this planet that are going to come to know my son, Jesus. So lift up your heads, O ye gates, be lifted up, you everlasting doors. The king of glory has come in. Get ready. It's time to win. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Mary. So that, yeah, it was, that was, I was 40, 40 minutes. So, I mean, it was, anyway, you welcome you guys. Does anybody have any questions? I'll, I'll just like another five minutes of people have questions because I told my daughter I'd come back. She just had, you know, she's in pain. I'm, I'm going to help her with, you know, her, with my little grandson. So, um, but anyway, who has a question or, um, well, also, if you guys want to join, um, I've got a new podcast. I've always been a broadcaster, but not on that social media format, like YouTube and all that. And I've literally, they've shadow banned me. I mean, I've got like 2000 subscribers now. I, I can't put a lot of people on that particular channel, uh, but I have like Dr. Jane Ruby coming on my rumble. I've got a lot of really Dr. Judy Mikovich. I have a lot of new people coming on, but go to my, um, you know, my YouTube and subscribe, um, Mary Crowley spelled M-E-R-I-C-R-O-U-L-E-Y and Rumble and BitChute and uh, as well as the Lord leads you to do that. And um, anyway, so I'll open the floor up for a couple minutes if people have anything like questions or anything. The mics are all unmuted. So if you have a question, just go ahead, open up your mic and ask it. We'll get to your daughter. Okay, sorry. What did you say, hon? 
What did you say about my daughter, babe? Oh, I just said, yeah, thanks for coming. And I'm no questions. I'll let you go get to your daughter unless somebody else has one. That was amazing. Thank you so very much. Yeah, you're uh, welcome. And you guys, I'm I have a very, very, very moved. Something. Yeah. I was just going to say, well, I, I was, I was so moved by this, Mary, and I, I can't tell you how much it means. Um, uh, it, it, it also brings me to tears. So I'm very, very grateful that you are here. It, it, it means the world. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you're welcome and bless you. And, you know, we've all gone through, you know, this, you know, a pruning time and, and, you know, God has got a changing of the guard. There's a lot of people that are at the top of the game, like even in the, in the, even in the, the religious church, there's a lot of big pastors and, and we're going to see a lot of stuff coming down. God, God is bringing forth, you know, his remnant and he wants to encourage you. Some of you guys don't feel like you're, you really are significant at all, but God always, I'm always a voice of a cheerleader to the underdog because um, you know, of the body of Christ one day, and then I'll just finish with this story. I lived in Dallas. This was like, you know, 25 years ago. And one day the Lord said to me, he said, do you want to know what part of the body of Christ you are? And I'm like thinking, uh, no, never really thought about it. Hopefully I'm not the butt. No, it's like, I'm like, I didn't say that, but I, that's a little joke I use just for like special people. I, I probably wouldn't say that on the pulpit somewhere, but, but I can say this on Rodney's conservative patriot nation channel and so i i said no what part am i god and, and god said to me you're the heart because you speak my heart to the people so often when i when i feel his heart i'll cry because i feel his heart and god's heart is like so for you guys you know and but he always tells me like the people like like the eye or the hand or more parts that are seeing people think oh they're more important but god said no Tell the people that it's the parts that are not seen that are actually more important and more valuable. Like who signs up to be the liver? You know, you can live without an eye or a hand. You can't live without a liver. Uh, the, 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 you can't live without certain inter, internal parts of, of your body and, and other parts that like the little toe, you can't walk correctly without a little toe. So sometimes you might feel insignificant, but Jesus is the head, we're the body, and, and we, we're all one. So that's why when one hurts, we all hurt. And when one, you know, gets, you know, celebrated, we celebrate with them. We, we're not there to compete. We're there to com complete. So we have to, you know, really lift each other up. And um, knowing... That was interesting. That was Bishop Larry Gates kind of going right there. But um, yeah, so, um, but you guys are more important than the bishop, okay? So, um, so anyway, no, you, we're all as important. So anyway, and saying all that, um, I'm going to go and, and check on my daughter, but, but listen, love you guys and you're awesome. And I also have a website, it's marycrowley.com. Um, it's just the way my name is spelled. And um, I have that book called When God Speaks. Um, you know, it's on the website. You can, uh, it's like $20 or something like that. If somebody can't afford one, I'll just, I'll just give you one. I mean, I'll just send it to you. So I'm not worried about, about the money, but um, just, you know what? I'm also doing this event in Dallas called Women Arise America. It's not um, just for women, but at night we're, we're premiering my film um freedom cry sex trafficking in america and uh 
So I've actually, I'm talking Sean Stone, um, Oliver Stone's son. I talked to him. I'm trying to get 107 to have the Sound of Freedom movie on Friday night screened in Dallas. So I'm just, just keep that. I mean, so I really believe God put that in my heart. So it's going to be at the Hilton Anatole. It's $99. Um, we're just getting everything up this weekend. You know, it's, it's two days. It's a beautiful hotel rooms uh, for a four-star hotel. It's like four people do a room. It's 139. Uh, it's not, doesn't go to me. That's for the hotel, but the $99 is the cost of the conference. Um, Mel K is going to be there. So Ann Vandersteel is going to let me know. Uh, but Anna Kate, uh, you know, Bianca Garcia, she's Latinos for Trump. Just, we're going to have a whole group of incredible people there. Um, on that weekend. So anyway, it's November 5th and 6th, uh, Hilton Anatole Hotel in, in uh, Dallas, Texas. Okay, guys. So anyway, okay, Thank you guys, for... anything else, Rodney? No, I appreciate you so much. If you guys aren't, uh, if you guys haven't joined Mary Crowley's group, she is on Telegram as well. Um, she is, well, we're working on uh She's going to be bringing some very special guests right here on Telegram in her group. So I suggest everybody to go join her group. And uh, Tupa continues. She's going to be bringing some special guests on. And uh, Mary, I really appreciate you so much. We all needed this. I know some members needed this because there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. And in a time of confusion, it can really destroy the spirit that Christ has put in all of us. And I really appreciate you. And I thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. And you know, I, I've got, I thank Marshall uh, on this call. Marshall's been helping me a lot with my podcast. And I know Mark uh, has been helping upload. I mean, people are helping with my, you know, if people want to be a moderator, I don't use Telegram a lot. I mean, it's not that I wouldn't, I know it's a great platform. So I've just have been busy. And so, um, you know, like I'm going to be growing that group more. So like I said, you know, I can only do so many things. So I appreciate all you guys' help, including, uh, you know, Rodney and Marshall and Mark and all you guys in the, in the future. Okay, guys, we'll love you. Um, I'll, I'll talk to you soon and subscribe to my channel uh, on YouTube and rumble and stuff, because I've got some good shows coming up and, um, Anyway, it's all we're all there to help each other. Okay, guys, love you. I'll talk Thank to you, you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you okay. very much. Okay, guys. God, God bless, Merrick.